The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The people were filled with expectation, and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Christ. John answered them all, saying, I am baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. After all the people had been baptized, and Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. What is the most significant event in your life? Think about it. If you're married, you better think wisely, right? What's the most significant event in your life? Most of us uh, often, you know, right, we go to some uh, accomplishment, right? Some kind of defining uh, thing that happened in our life. But often we don't think about the things that formed us and gave us things. The most significant event in our life should be, in some ways, baptism. So our baptism, many of us don't remember our baptism, but yet that single event is one of the most important and one of the most defining events in your life. Today, we hear, we hear a little bit about what baptism is. As Jesus did with many things, he came to reveal. He came to give us knowledge about the way that God works, of what is truly present in God. He, of course, manifested the love of God that was so great that was willing to die on a cross, right? And manifested that love. He manifested and spoke about the way of prayer. The way that God the Father uh, loved and the way that he lived. But he also gave us the sacraments. The sacraments which are, which are physical, tangible things. Which help us to live as humans that are both body and soul. Body and soul. That there is a physical aspect, a material aspect, but also a spiritual reality in it all. Sometimes we are criticized at different times because we have infant baptisms. And say, well, why, why do we have infant baptisms, right? Because they, they're not doing anything. They're not doing anything. They don't have any faith. And so what kind of... And of course, you know... As we know, faith is important in the midst of it all. And so how does that work? Well, the Catechism, of course, echoes, echoes that sentiment in some ways. The catechism, paragraph 161, says, Believing in Jesus Christ and the one who sent him for our salvation is necessary for obtaining salvation. Since without faith it is impossible to please God and to attain the fellowship of his sons, therefore without faith no one has ever attained justification 
nor will anyone obtain eternal life. So what are we doing in infant baptisms? Well, there's many things that we choose for children, right? We don't care whether they like vegetables or not, but they're going to eat their vegetables, right? We choose many things for our children because they can't always choose for themselves. And as parents, you have a certain authority over them to be able to choose for them things that are good for them. And that the parents speak on behalf of the child of faith. But we realize that, it's, it, that a child's life isn't all about what they can actually understand or remember. It'd be silly to place all of the child's formation just in what they'll remember when they get older. Right? Well, then why would, why would grandparents spend any time with their grandchildren, right? Because if they're not going to remember it, you know, what's, what's the point? Well, the point is that even though that the child doesn't remember, even though that the child maybe isn't able to make an active choice, they are formed even in the womb by their environment around them. And that baptism is one of the most important events in a child's life which starts to form them in a relationship with God. In the Catechism, in paragraph 1257, it says that the Lord affirms that baptism is necessary for salvation. But wait, we just said faith is necessary for salvation. Yeah, faith or justification and salvation isn't just a one-track thing, right? It's multifaceted. It's not just baptism that gets it. It's not just faith that gets it. It's not just an empty practice of the faith, but it's a trust in God, right? It's more than just a simple answer. And so it continues. Jesus also commands his disciples to proclaim the gospel to all nations and to baptize them. Baptism is necessary for salvation for those to whom the gospel has been proclaimed and who have had the possibility of asking for this sacrament. And this is an important kind of distinction that it enters within that. If you have never had the opportunity for baptism, if you've never heard about Jesus Christ, that the church kind of recognized that as, as um, that baptism, the physical baptism, isn't absolutely necessary for salvation. And so, but if baptism is possible, right? If you know about baptism, if you know about Jesus Christ, and you reject it anyways, then we've got some problems, right? It's not a shut and close case, but, but we've got some problems. The paragraph continues. The church does not know of any means other than baptism that assures entry into eternal beatitude. So what does that say? Well, it means that the church, this is the only means that it knows for certain there might be other means that God uses, but we know that this is certain. So why would we abandon something that we know and, and is the only means that we know of that was revealed by Jesus Christ? The paragraph again continues. This is why the church takes care not to neglect the mission she has received from the Lord to see that all who can be baptized are. And then it finally says, God has bound salvation to the sacrament of baptism, but he himself is not bound by his sacraments. And it says, kind of like as I was explaining, is that even though he has, he, 
has bound salvation to the sacraments, that the sacrament that salvation would come through the sacraments, he himself can work outside of the sacraments. So it's not that grace only comes in the sacraments, and that's the only place that you can ever receive Jesus Christ. But God will work within the sacraments. We are assured of that. He works outside of it, but we don't know always the ways that he does. And so we focus on the ways that we do know he will work. And so what is the grace that God works within specifically the, great, the sacrament of baptism? Catechism, paragraph 265 says, that by the grace of baptism, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, we are called to share in the life of the Blessed Trinity here on earth, in the obscurity of faith, and after death, in eternal light. So when we're baptized, we're baptized not just in the name of Jesus Christ, even though that in the early church there were some baptisms in the name of Jesus Christ, but we're, but we're baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, which is the Trinity, which is a communion of love and is a communion of persons. And we ourselves are invited into that in our baptism. It's similar as a child, when they're born, is welcomed into a family of hopefully a mother and a father, of siblings, right? That they already enter into a community of love and become a part of it just by the very fact of their birth. The same way with baptism. We sometimes think that we've got to earn, right? Earn God's approval. Well, if you do something wrong, well, then you lost it. If you do something good, well, then maybe you'll, you'll get a little bit of it, right? And we see Jesus today in the gospel. We see him baptized and the heavens open up and the dove, descend, the, the, a dove descends, which is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And God the Father says, Behold my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And we sometimes assume, like, well, of course the Father is pleased, you know, in His beloved Son, Jesus Christ. I mean, I mean, who, who wouldn't be if you can go around touching people and they'll be healed, you know, and, and, is, and is perfect in all those ways? Well, except for Jesus, at this point, is about 30 years old, and about all that He's done is be a bum. <laughs> he hasn't done anything that we know of. He's worked as a carpenter, most likely, uh, but he hasn't done anything, and he hasn't worked any miracles, he hasn't proclaimed the kingdom of God, he hasn't done any, any amazing things, but yet the Father looks upon him and is pleased with him. Not because of anything that Jesus himself did, but because of who he is, because of who the Father makes him. Similarly, in our baptism, it's not of what we do, that the Father looks upon us with love, but it's the work that He does in the sacrament of baptism that He looks upon us with love. Because in the sacrament of baptism, He has assured us that He will work and give His grace and, and make us part of the Trinity. And so in that grace and that gift of divine life, He is pleased. He has chosen. 
And that very fact of God's work within the sacrament of baptism, even as an infant, forms and opens up a relationship with God, which otherwise would have maybe not been there, right? God can work outside of the sacraments, but we know that he works in the sacraments. And so we're assured of that. I don't know how many of you know your baptism date, but it's an important date to remember. Certainly culturally, we remember many dates and anniversaries. Remember our birthday, of course. But our baptism date is in fact, should be, and is a more important date than even our birth. Because in baptism, we're born into a life, into the family of the Holy Trinity. We're born into eternal life. And that is the date that we started our relationship with God in a concrete way and started our journey of faith that would guide us to today. And so as we remember the Lord's baptism, may we remember ours and learn from it and to continue to come to the Father in our baptism rite. And allow Him to continue to choose us, continue to give us His grace because we realize that we're not enough on our own. That Christianity isn't just a religion of weighing a scales of good actions and bad actions, but it is a religion that focuses on God the Father and the work that He does through His Son, Jesus Christ.